Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Oh, come on now. You know you deserve it. A steak patty on any McDonald's breakfast sandwich. I mean any breakfast sandwich. Biscuit, McMuffin, Bagel, McGriddles, a juicy steak patty on any breakfast sandwich. And when you order through the app, buy one and get one free. Now go get them. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. Lift your Bibles up. Double! Come to me right now. Lift your Bibles up. Let's make our confession of faith together. You're going to understand why I have you say so much. Let's go. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it in Jesus' name. Amen. So, God, we honor you and we bless you. We say, have your way, God. We have great expectation and anticipation of what you're about to speak to us. So, therefore, I pray that scales fall off of eyes, scales fall off of ears, and that the Holy Spirit would speak with clarity, with strength, and with power. Every prayer that needs to be answered, I ask that you answer it through this message. I ask that you answer it through this message. Right now, in Jesus' name we pray. Listen, I want you to make this declaration. Help me introduce today's message to somebody and just look at them and say, you can ask for what you want. Online, if you haven't liked this video or told us where you're watching from or shared yet, make sure that you do that. Let's go to work. So this series we've been in, which explains all of this kid stuff behind me, it's called Let's Be Kids Again. Now, um, Mark 10, 15, this is Jesus speaking. He says, anyone, that means this is anybody, that does not receive the kingdom of God like a what? child or a kid will never enter it. So the kingdom belongs to those who act like kids again. Listen carefully. It is not being childish. It is being childlike. See, when you're childish, you throw a temper tantrum when you don't get your way. When you're childlike, when you don't get your way, you make it an adventure. 
When your child ish, when things don't happen, uh, a certain uh, the dynamic for you, you want to take your marbles and go home. But when your child light, you'll say, well, even though it didn't go the way that I wanted to, maybe the way that it's going is going to be better than the way that I wanted it to go in the first place. Come on, open your mouth. Say, Lord, make me childlike. Make this is what Jesus said. And so, watch me. He says, the kingdom belongs to those who act like kids again. In Luke 17, 21, it says that the kingdom of God is within you, which means there's a you that's in you that you can't tap in, into unless you are a kid again. And we've been looking for the last few messages at David versus Goliath that shows us if we act like a kid again, we will manifest the kingdom. And there are three components to the kingdom. You should know these like the back of your hand by now, but I want to take it down and break it down. Number one, it's heaven's attributes. We keep saying in the earth, but earth in the Greek language of our New Testament is the word G, G-E, not the appliance company, but watch me, G-E, the Greek word, and it means your life, which means heaven wants to invade your life. Shut your mouth. God says, I want you in the earth, but I want you to live like your life is heaven on earth, which means I'm not trying to die to get to heaven. I lived well and brought heaven down here. So what are those attributes? Romans 14 and 17, they teach us RPJ, righteousness, peace, and joy. And I've taught you what those things mean. Righteousness is right standing with God and good character. Peace is the Hebrew word shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. Check this out. All of that comes from within you, which means it's not about what you're in, it's about what's in you. It's not about what's going on around you. It's about what's going on in you that's impacting what's going on around you. This is why some of us can be walking through storms and you never, ever know it. Why? We are shalom. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. All is well. You don't even know that your neighbor's been dealing with some stuff that's been putting pressure on them. That's been making them feel overwhelmed. But since they are shalom, nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. All is well. Then joy. And joy means to be glad and great. Which means the kingdom manifesting from in you, out of you, means you get to pick your emotions. Which means I cannot control the initial feeling. But I can control how long that feeling lasts. Because that thing may hit you, and it may make you feel discouraged. It may make you feel mad. It may make you feel angry. But watch me. Since I can manifest the kingdom, I took a bad hand, and I... I wish I had some faith people at this 915 that can say, Baby, I took a bad hand, and I played that sucker well. I took something negative, and I turned it into a positive. What you meant for evil... Because I'm a kid again, I learned how to turn that thing around. They rained on your parade, but since I'm a kid again, I ain't scared of getting wet. I was dancing and leaping and jumping in the rain. Touch somebody's shoulder and say, be a kid again. Where do we see this with David? In 1 Samuel 17 and 50, David is fighting this giant called Goliath. And Goliath just represents a big problem. And sometimes it's not a big problem. It's a lot of little problems that stack up to make a big problem. See, some of you, let me tell you, you're Goliath, is you have decision fatigue. You have so many little decisions that you have to make that those little decisions have turned into big decisions. And so you feel overwhelmed. And it's not really that you're overwhelmed. It's just that what's happening is all of these little decisions have frustrated the heck out of you. You better hear me, but you're a giant slayer. 
I'll talk with there's some faith there. You a giant slayer. I need you to fix your face. You a giant slayer. Yep. Middle section, you a giant slayer, which means how I'm going to take it down one step at a time. I, I was built for this. I was born for this. I was made. And every giant I take down, that's another kingdom I get to seize. Every giant I take down, that's another double I get to give. Every giant I take down, that's... Make sure you sit next to another David. Touch him on the shoulder and say, you're David. You're David. You're David. It's a lady. You can be Davida. Davina. Davrika. You ready? So, say your name. Triumphed. Now, remember, king, the king, the incumbent king Saul is afraid to fight Goliath. Remember, the army is afraid to fight Goliath. Here David comes up and Saul says, you're just a kid. And David was like, that's my advantage. My advantage is that you too grown for your own good. My advantage is that you're trying to tell me why it can't happen, but kids will give you 10 reasons why it can't happen. Have you ever had your child begin to negotiate with you and try to tell you all the reasons something could happen? Y'all ain't going to say nothing? You got to be like David. While Saul was trying to talk him out of it, David said, I'm a kid again. Let me talk you into it. You trying to tell me why I can't do it. I'm going to sit up and tell you why I can do it. You trying to tell me what the experts say. I'm telling you the experts don't know what they're talking about. Why? Because all the experts are over there scared of the Philistine, scared of Goliath. I'm the only one that's out here. I... Lay your hands on yourself. Say, there's a David in you. So David triumphed. Say your name. Triumphed. Look at me. With only a sling and a stone. He gets his bag and he has five smooth stones. Listen, how do you take down a man with a big old sword and all you got is a stone? In other words, I didn't have what you said I needed. I didn't have a sword, and that's what you thought I needed. Y'all better listen to me. Verse 51, David used it to kill him and cut off his head. You know why I don't need a sword? Because I'm going to take the sword from Goliath. Some of you will catch it. In other words, I'm going to use what you thought was going to kill me, and I'm going to kill. What you thought was going to take me out, I'm going to use it. to. That divorce was supposed to take you out. Instead, that divorce is going to make you the best. That bankruptcy was supposed to take you out. Instead, it gave you a clean slate. And what you thought you were going to take me down with, I'm about to use it to take you down. Please touch somebody on the soul and say, use what you got. Use. Oh, you were hating on me? I'm going to use your hate to take you down. You were talking trash about me? I'm going to use the trash you threw at me to start me a trash company. And I bet you I'll make seven figures in what? I need some radical Davids in this place that say whatever you throw at me, you better be ready to get it back. Whatever you try to start with me, you better be ready to get it back. I wish you would. I need y'all at this 915 to get a half a teaspoon of hood and just say, I wish the devil would. So I'll use it against him. You ready? 
David used it. He used Goliath's sword. I don't need one because I'm going to take yours. David used it to kill him, to kill him and cut off his head. And when the Philistines saw, listen carefully, that their champion was dead, they turned and ran. Look at me. Look at me. Say heaven's attributes. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Righteousness, peace, and joy. He manifested that from the inside out. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. He took down Goliath. And after he takes down Goliath, what ends up happening? The entire Philistine army runs. He never had to fight them because he handled him. And I'm going to tell some of you at this 915, if you'll handle the one big thing, it's about to be an episode of Friday. Domino, sucker. Y'all not going to say nothing to me. It's about to be a domino effect where everything else is about to fall into place. I need you to prophesy over the rest of this year. Say dominoes. You know the domino effect that if you get one, one will then knock down the rest. I never had to fight the rest because I fought the first. Verse 52. And they gave a great shout of triumph. I like the verse. Five grace, two witness. Five supernatural, five miraculous, two witness. You about to witness them. They gave a great shout of triumph and rushed after the Philistines. 915, I know we've been shouting a lot, but listen, I need you to get used to shouting because when you win, you like to shout. Yesterday, when them Broncos beat that tail, you know what they did? They started shouting. And I need some of y'all to recognize, if you live in Denver, let that be a prophetic announcement to you that you're about to start having sequences and seasons of perpetual victory. And they shouted with great triumph. On three, I want to hear your shout. One, two, three, go! Your shout on Sunday going to knock your Monday clean, your Tuesday clean, your Wednesday, your Thursday, your Friday, your Saturday. Your this is Bible. For those of you who don't like making noise, you, you're going to hate heaven. They gave a great shout of triumph. Watch this next part. At one point, they were running from the Philistines. Every time Goliath would run out, they'd run away. But now they're rushing after the Philistines. Let me see if I can get this set for you. Come here. Let's go. Y'all stand right here. Come on. Y'all going to be the Philistines. Let's go. Y'all going to be the Philistines. You ready? Serious deal. At one point, they were afraid when Goliath would come out, they were afraid of the Philistines. But watch me. Once they took Goliath down, now they're running after the Philistines. What you ran from, the first portions of your life up until today, I prophesy you will no longer run from, but you're about to rush after. Every conversation you were running from, you're about to run into. Every situation you were running from, you're about to chase after it. Say yes, Lord. Look at this next part. The bodies of the dead and the wounded Philistines 
was strewn all along the road. You're not listening. You're not listening. Because if you were listening, you would have said something. Watch me. For 40 days and 40 nights, we let that mark punk us. That's what they were saying. Then David was a kid again. David took one stone and David knocked him out. You ready? What do the five stones represent? Five, watch me, grace, favor, miraculous. But watch me, five was the number of Torah. Pay attention, which for Hebrew meant the word. Pay attention. What did David use to take Goliath down? The word of God. Why do I have you speak so much? Because every time you speak the word, you like, hey. every time. Every time you speak God's word, you're releasing a stone. Every time you release the word, you're... And he didn't even have to quote five verses. He just quoted one. And all things work together for my good. What did I do? I just released a stone. And no weapon that's formed against me is going to prosper. I just released a stone. And he makes me the head and not the tail. What did he just release? A stone. Look, the dead and the wounded Philistines were strewn all along the road. I prophesy. You ready? When I say I prophesy, lift your hands and receive. In this building, and no line. You ready? I prophesy. And between now and the end of this year, it's going to be body bags of every enemy, of every giant. You're about to look back and say, I took that out in August. I took that out in September. I took that out in October. You killed those curses in November. You killed that in December. It's about to be body bags behind you because you're about to take some Philistines down. What did David do? He manifested heaven's attributes in his life. Here's the best part of this, verse 53. The Israelite army plundered the deserted Philistine camp. Which means, not only, did I, not only did we take them down, but then we got all of their stuff. The Bible says this, the work of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. There's another verse I posted a few weeks ago. There's another verse that says this, that God delights in taking from the wicked and giving it to those who aim to please him. Which means it ain't just stored up. It's about to be transferred. I'll preach to myself. Every wicked, ungodly, evil person that's ever risen against Harvest Church or Bishop Foreman, I command you to transfer the wealth that you owe now. I need you to open your mouth. Say every evil, every wicked opponent that's come against me, I command you to release what you owe me now. That's Bible. Every ounce of joy you lost, every ounce of sleep you lost, every ounce of self-esteem you lost, this is bigger than cash, cars, and clothes. You've got some casualties of war. Woo, but God's going to make sure that he pays you back. It's your Bible. It's your Bible. It was in there before you got here. You ready? Y'all ready? The Israelite army plundered the deserted Philistine camp, which means they left it for you. <laughs> they left it for you. 
I don't know who needs to hear this. Go check them shoeboxes, because something was left. I feel my prophetic pushing like a... You need to go check what they left you, because you're just looking at them boxes. But when you go look at them boxes, you're going to see that something was left for you. Whoever just moved in the last eight days, go check by the furnace. My prophetic is turning. Whoever just moved in the last eight days, go check by the furnace. You're about to find something was left for you. Come on, we got to go. The kingdom belongs to those that act like kids again. Say it with me. The kingdom belongs to those that act like kids again. Say it with me, please. The kingdom belongs to those who act like kids again. So the second thing is how God does things. It's God's M.O. Where do we see David do this? In 1 Samuel 17, 49, reaching into his shepherd's bag. I already showed you that. That was what he already had. We keep thinking, I need more. No. You ain't using what you have. To ask God for new when you have not used what you have is offensive. It's like your kid want an iPhone 13 and they don't use the 12 they got. Because we know they weren't asking for no Android, so when they were asking for this. Oh, I got jokes for you today. It's the last Sunday up in here. I got like 700 Android jokes. I'm just trying to wait for the right time to fit them in. <laughs> Say, I already have what I need. And taking on a stone, he hurled it with his sling, and he hit the Philistine in the forehead. Say, he released it. So how does God do things, Bishop? How does God move? How does he operate? If you grew up in old school church, they tell you the Lord moves in mysterious ways. That's a lie. Bishop, why is that a lie? You don't write a book if you're trying to be mysterious. How are you going to do a biography and say, but I'm private? You a lie. You want us to know your business. Some of you, you post all your business online and then say, I'm private. No, you're not. And don't be mad that people are talking about what you posted. When you make it posted, you make it fair public discussion. You didn't want them in your business. You should have kept your business to yourself. Once you post it, it's public. Let that be a word for some of y'all. Stop posting these relationships until that thing is signed, sealed, and delivered. Stop telling the enemy what to attack. Stop. Let's go. Say he released. So here's how God works. God takes what you release and he multiplies it to bring increase. This is God's M.O. So he took this stone, this word that David released. And then it brought increase. You will never see what you have not first sown. I'll say it again. You'll never see what you have not first sown. Look at the scripture, 2 Corinthians 9, 10. He who provides seed for the what? Sower. Okay. He who provides what you need to get what you want. He doesn't give you the tree. He gives you the seed. He, he, watch me. He doesn't give you, watch me. He doesn't give you the seven figures. He gives you the seed to sow toward it. You create the harvest yourself. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. And it's bigger than money. 
It's bigger than money. Whatever I release, God's going to take it and bring increase. How do you know that? Look at the scripture. He who provides seed for the what? Sower. Say, Lord, make me a sower. He will provide and multiply. Look at this. Your seed. For what? Sowing. Some of you all, watch me. Your victory is still in your hand because you ain't released it yet. For some of you, your debt freedom is still in your hand because you fighting with God over a thousand dollars. I wish you would fight with God over something he gave you in the first place. The next part of the verse. The next part of the verse. That he is your resources. David took from his resources and increased the harvest. Let's back it up because you missed it. Back it up. He who provides seed for the sower, which means if you're not a sower, he's not giving you seed. This explains some people's struggles. They always struggling, yet they talk about what God gonna do. It's because they're not sowers. And you think, well, they don't apply to me. That's why you're struggling. You're struggling because you refuse to release the seed. And this is bigger than money. Some of you, you refuse to release love, which is why you struggle to find it. You refuse to release loyalty, which is why you struggle to find it. You refuse to release forgiveness, which is why won't nobody forgive you. I need you to lift your hands in this building, open your mouth, say, Lord, make me a sower. And be cheerful when I sow. You ready? He provides seed, not to the taker. If you're not a sower, he ain't giving you no seed. He who provides seed for the sower will provide and multiply your seed for, look at me, sowing. He says, so I gave you that, but that ain't the harvest. That's more seed. The next part, that is your resources and increase the harvest. This is how God does things. He says, I will give you seed if I can trust you to sow it. Please, 915, say, Lord, you can trust me to sow. You can trust me to sow. You can trust me with resources because I'll sow it. You can trust me with people because I'll sow. You can, come on, y'all, come on. Tell him, tell him, 915. That's for some of y'all, watch me. He's going to give you the biggest seed he's ever given. Watch me. I prophesy. Watch me. Listen, listen, before this month is out. And if you don't release it, Heaven's going to shut over your head. Please open up your mouth. Say, God, make me a sower. Make me a sower. Make me a sower. And put me around sowers. Don't put me around no stingy, selfish, ratchet people. Put me around some other sowers. Remember, this is bigger than money. This is resources, Amplified says. Which means what you have, God says, release it. You're expecting people to be loyal, and you release no loyalty. You say, why don't nobody ever fight for me? You won't fight for nobody. You're not due somebody to fight for you because you've not released fight for somebody else. All right, let's go to number three. The kingdom belongs to those who act like kids again. Say it with me. The kingdom belongs to those who act like kids again. One more time. The kingdom belongs to those who act like kids again. Third component of the kingdom, becoming who God said you are and possessing what God said you can. Say, I'm becoming and possessing. First Samuel 18 and 7. Saul has killed his thousands. This is what the people were singing. But David, his ten thousands. 
David did was take down one giant. But one giant was equated to 10,000. Which means when you handle this one thing, heaven's going to count it like it was 10,000. Come on, speak this over your life. Say one equals 10,000. Look at verse 8. This made Saul very angry. This is what Saul said. Saul is the incumbent king. Saul said, next, you ready? You ready? Watch him prophesy. There's some people who they trying to, they trying to be shady with you. They, they trying to throw, throw salt on you and dirt. What they don't recognize is you're prophesying. You just thank you all that. Go on and prophesy, boo. Apparently you got good taste and can recognize it, all right? I, I wish I had somebody at this 950. Uh, you just got your business and you just focus on your, sure am. Next. Somebody say, I'm excited about my next. Next, they'll be making him their king. Yep, why? It's my turn. Lay your hands on yourself, say, it's my turn now. Look at me, 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 look at me. Becoming who God says you are. When was he anointed to be king? In 1 Samuel 16. When did he fight the battle to be king? In 1 Samuel 17. When did Saul announce that he'd be the next king? In 1 Samuel 18. When were you anointed for great? 2020. Forget y'all if you ain't going to go with him. <laughs> when did you fight some of your biggest battles? Between 2021 and today, to this day. Look at the verse, 1 Samuel 18 and 8. What month are you in? The Next, they're about to make you the president of the corporation. Next, they're about to make you the department head. Next, they're about to apologize for handling you so sloppily. Somebody say, I'm in my next. Okay. So look. Look at 1 Samuel 17, 45. We're almost done. We're good. I told you I got to preach like Speedy Gonzalez. So to go forward, let's first back up. To go forward, let's back up. To go forward, let's back up. You ever been one of them tight parking spots? And to go forward, you first had to, depending on your automobile, you were either playing with the little gadget down here, or some of y'all, watch me, you. I'm excited about the community. I'm excited about the community and the temporary facilities going to be in because you see everything and everybody. And I saw an old school Cadillac rolling through the other day with some rims. I said, uh-oh, it's about to be a whole harvest over here. You ready? It's everything. It's gentrified. It's everything. Watch me. You ready? Look at me. Let's back up. David replied to the Philistine. You come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin. The Philistine, Goliath, represents a situation. But I come to you in the name of the Lord. Look at verse 46. Bishop, why do you have us say so much? Today, the Lord 
will conquer you. Now, I like this part because David was like, I already know I don't know what to do with you. Ooh, but the Lord knows exactly what needs to happen to you. What is David doing? He's speaking this. He's speaking this. Who's the David? We are. Today the Lord will conquer you. Then I will kill you. And I will cut your head off. And then, someone said, and then. I will give the dead bodies of your men. And the world will know that there's a God at harvest. There's a God in Denver. There's a God in Atlanta. There's a God in the Jones bloodline. There's a God in the Foreman bloodline. There's a God in the Jenkins bloodline. There's a God in the Brown bloodline. There's a God in the Jackson bloodline. There is a God in Israel. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Watch me. He said, here's what David was saying. God, you get the glory. This is important because David wasn't doing this. All of this shouting for double and all this stuff we're doing, just make sure it's not for you to get the glory. David was like, and God is going to get the glory. Come on, look your hands now, 15. We got to go. Say, Lord, get the glory out of my life. Get what does that mean? Glory is this Hebrew word kabod, which means weight, which means God, this, 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 the weight of this, you get this. Pay attention. The, the recognition for this, you get this. You ain't going to walk on there and talk about, yeah, you know, I went to such and such school. That's, mm -mm, mm -mm, you didn't even do that good. God. How'd you make it through that divorce? Well, you know, I was, I was praying. Mm -mm. God. How'd you not commit suicide? Well, you know, it's because I got mm, shut your mouth and give God the. Now, I'm going to give you 20 seconds. Go, go, go. Give him the glory. Give him the glory. Come on, 915. Give him the glory. Give him the glory. Give him the glory. You get the credit. You get the credit. You get the credit. You get the credit. Look at me. Look at me. Verse 47. Everybody going to know that the Lord rescues, say your name. This is the Lord's battle. Look at this part. And he will give you to us. Who was out there fighting? David. Watch me. But because David wasn't selfish. David was okay fighting for somebody else. For some of you, watch me, you have been so jaded by your interactions with people that you won't fight for people even though in your fight for them, it's a fight for you. Catch that on the way home. I got to go. What did David get? What he asked for. He asked for what he wanted and he got it. I'm going to back you up. I'm going to back you up. Remember I said? Come on. Let's go. You ready? Look at verse 46. Today, the Lord will conquer you. When did David take Goliath down? The same day he said that. Listen, why do you have us put time limits on stuff so that you can act like you are David? 
I rebuke you saying someday I rebuke you and your doubt. I rebuke you and your procrastination. No, you better learn how to activate the power of faith. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. I need you to holler today. Today, the Lord is going to beat your head to the white meat. Excuse me, I thought this was 11.15. Today, the Lord is going to conquer you. Oh, mighty smiter. See, I love God. Because while he's a lover, while he's a protector, while he's a father, he's a killer. Now, some of y'all, you can't, that, that's a little too deep for you this morning. But let me just go there. Watch me. Who, what, what do you mean, Bishop? His, one of his names is Jehovah Saboah. It means the Lord that fights for his people. Bishop, why you don't be fighting for yourself? I don't have to. I got a God that when he sees somebody trying to mess with me, God says, come on, Michael, come on, Gabriel, let's go see whose head we got to take today. Let's go see whose mouth we got to shut up today. Let's go see what we got to silence today. Somebody say, and the Lord fights for me. I wish you would be clapping back at people in the comments. Just say, Lord, handle this. I wish you would be fighting with co-workers. Uh-uh. Lord, handle her. Come on, 915. We got to go, but everybody just say, Lord, handle every enemy. Now watch. He says, the Lord will conquer you, but David still had to do something. David, you have to participate in your victory. He says, today the Lord will conquer you. What is David doing? He's asking for what he wants. He says, today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you. So watch me. The Lord's going to conquer you, but I'm going to kill you. The Lord's going to conquer you, but I'm going to kill you. In other words, it ain't mama's job, it ain't daddy's job, it ain't bishop's job, it ain't my cousin's job. Uh-uh. The Lord is going to conquer you. And whatever has gone on in my life up until today that needs to die, and I'm going to kill you. Can I borrow a line from a movie? I'm going to get you, sucker. Hmm? And here's how I'm going to kill you, just in case you're wondering. I'm going to cut your head off. Why? So you won't see me no more. You won't hear me no more. You won't smell me no more. You won't taste anymore. You, you will, your senses will literally be cut off. And if I take your head off, you can never return. Which means you ain't getting back up to fight me no more. August 14, 2022 was the last day. I wish I had some faith in this building. Can you touch somebody on the shoulder and say, today's the last day you're going to deal with that? That's the wrong person. Touch somebody else that can rejoice once you touch her. Touch them on the shoulder and say, that's the last day you're going to deal with that. Online, tag somebody on Facebook. Tag somebody, it's the last day. Watch what he does. Today the Lord will conquer you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to cut your head off. Then after I cut your head off, then I'm going to give your, the dead your dead body and the dead bodies of your men. I'm going to feed them to the birds. 
I had to cut that part off a second time, but it's in there. It's the dot, 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 the ellipsis. Got it? <laughs> See, some of your victory going to be so good, you're going to be like, look, I can't even tell you the whole story. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Bishop, how you do that? I can't even tell you. I just need to dot, dot, dot. <laughs> David asked for what he wanted, and he got it. Listen to me, 915, we're out of here. Kids ask for what they want until they're taught to ask like there's a limited supply. I'd like to ask you some questions. Who told David that God was going to fight for him? Who told David that he was going to be able to cut this man's head off? If this man is between 975 and, and 1275 feet tall, and you explain to me that's a thick neck. Which means you didn't just take the sword and just, uh, it wasn't, mm, no, you had to. Which means some victories take repeated effort. I'll keep striking until I win. I'll keep cutting until I win. I may get tired, but I'm going to keep on going and going and going and going until you go. Who, who told David? Who told David that the Philistines were going to run? Nowhere does the Bible record that the Lord told him any of that. Nowhere does, watch me, Saul doesn't tell him that. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Samuel doesn't tell him that. David says, well, this is what I want. And I can ask for what I want. And I'm a kid again. So I'm not asking like there's limited supply. Because most of us, had that been a literal Goliath we were facing? Father, um, between now and this time next year, Lord, could you please let him get gout and let his hip go bad so he need a hip replacement. And Lord, let his eyes sight get something so he can't even see me. Look at me. You pray grown people prayers where you try to tell God the how in the ask. I ain't talking to y'all no more. I gave you a chance. Some of y'all have been praying grown people prayers. Well, you try to tell God how to do it in your ask. Now, realizing my only responsibility is to ask. And once I ask, God will provide the how. I'm going to say it a third time because some of us missed it. When you pray, you literally try to tell him how to do it. Now, realizing your how is natural. His how is supernatural. Your how has limitations. His how has no limitations. Come on, open your mouth say, our God is supernatural. He's got unlimited supply. He's got unlimited supply. So let me test your face. Say, devil, come to me right now. I ain't worried about the how. I just asked for what I wanted. I ain't worried about the how. I just asked for what I wanted. I'm not worried about the how. I just asked for what I wanted. We got to go. James 4 and 2. For creativity to witness. You about to witness something creative. God gonna take that little lawnmower you had and turn it into a seven-figure lawn care service business. I look what James says. We gotta go. You won't 
what you don't have. So you scheming and plotting and skeezing. And you killing others to get it because you think that the only way for you to get it is that they got to die. You think the only way you can get it is they got to lose. We serve a God where both of us can do well. Yeah, somebody next to you say both of us can do well. But my increase ain't gotta, doesn't have to come as a result of your decrease. God can increase us both. Matter of fact, make sure you sit next to somebody in this building or a line that wants to see you see increase. Touch them on the shoulder and say, both of us going to do good. But if somebody didn't touch you, reach over that joker and touch somebody else and say, both of us are going to do great, amazing, statistics shattering, curse breaking, line crossing, boundary breaking. And I'm glad about it. And I'm glad about it. You want what you don't have. So you scheming and skeezing and you're shysting. You get jealous of other people. You look at why she got that. Why does he have that? You ready? You ready? But you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it from them. Yet you still don't have what you want. You ready why? Look at this next part. Because you don't ask God for it. But Bishop, I'm not able to do that. Ask for it then. I got to get real violent with y'all at this time for them. Well, Bishop, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Ask for it then. Well, Bishop, they told me that I don't care what they told you. Did you talk to God about it? Because God's got the ability to go above their head. Well, they said they ain't going to do it. You let a worker tell you what they ain't going to do? I wish you would. Let somebody subject to God tell you what God cannot do. But they said they ain't going to forgive my student loans. Ask again. They said it's not including them what the president removed. Ask again. You sitting there mad and angry and want to argue. All you had to do was ask for it. This is in your Bible. I know what some of y'all are saying. Bishop, it ain't just naming and claiming. Actually, that's exactly what it's like. Actually, mm. Okay? Y'all excuse listen, I gotta. Yes, you would. It's exactly what it's like. Sh show me something in Genesis that God built. Mm -mm. He asked for what he wanted. He spoke and he saw it and he saw that it was good. He spoke and he saw it and he saw that it was good. He spoke and he saw it and he saw that it was good. He spoke and he saw it and he saw that it was good. He spoke and he saw it. Y'all better move in this section. He spoke and he saw it and he saw it was good. He spoke and he saw it and he saw it was good. He spoke and he saw it and he saw it was good. The camera on you do it now. 
Let's go. He spoke and he saw it and he saw it. It was good. He spoke and he saw it and he saw it. It was good. He spoke and he saw it and he saw it. It was good. He spoke and he saw it. It was good. It was good. I'm speaking and I see it and I see it'll be good. I'm speaking and I see it and I see it'll be good. I'm speaking and I see it and I see it'll be good. I'm speaking and I see it and I see it'll be good. Now maybe you want to struggle. I ain't struggling. I'm speaking. I ain't struggling, I'm speaking. Come on. I ain't struggling, I'm speaking. Say it. I ain't struggling, I'm speaking. Say it. I ain't struggling. Stressing. I ain't stressing, I'm seeing it. I ain't stressing, I'm seeing it. How you gonna sleep tonight? Wonderfully well. Why? Because I spoke it and I'll see it. And I'll see it will be good. We got to go. He says, he says, you don't have it because you never asked. You kept asking people. Oh, oh, you asked your supervisor. Oh, I know what you asked. You asked your past failures. Oh, I know what you asked. Oh, you asked your ex. No, I didn't. Oh, yes, you did. You considered the possibility through the lens of your experience with them. Verse 3, he says, he says, and even when you do ask, he says, there's some stuff you ask for. He says, but your motives were all wrong. He says, you only wanted it to give you pleasure. You never asked for his glory. Ask for what you want. Bishop, it's just that simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ready? Ask for what you want. And to make sure it ain't about me and God, whatever you do for me, you get the glory. Everybody on your feet, we gotta go. Everybody on your feet, we gotta go. Everybody on your feet in this building online, we gotta go. Everybody on your feet, we gotta go. I think I preach good. I, no, no, no. No, what I mean is, I need my voice. I got a lot of preaching this week. So that 1115 might catch the video. We'll see. Ready? The Lord, when I was preparing this, he convicted me. He said, son, he says, he says, y'all come to me like you're my equal. And what do you mean by that? None of us, all of us said, no, I don't, Bishop. I come before him as most, as most humbly as I know how. Thanking him that my bed wasn't my cooling board. And <laughs> y'all don't even know what a cooling board is. And God is like, no, 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 no. He's like, when you come to me, you're not asking like you're my kid. And I want to be very clear, 915, asking. You ain't asking God for nothing. Some of y'all, you are not asking God for nothing. You're asking. 
He says, because when you come at me, he says, you're trying to tell me the how. And you're not even asking for what you want. You're asking for what you think you can do. So when you pray, you literally put limits and boundaries on your prayers because you're asking for what you can do. So that way when it happens and you get what you asked for, well, you could have done that. You didn't even need to ask me for that. Your kids today will come up to you. They don't care nothing about how much something costs. They don't care. You know why? Because as far as they're concerned, you have unlimited supply. Well, we have a father. Lift your hands, please. We got to go. We have a father that has unlimited supply at 915. And he's like, why are all, really? Are you asking me for to pay your $48 bill? That's what you're asking me for? And I have unlimited supply. Say, Lord, restore my ask. Woo, I need you to just worship God for 10 seconds right there. We got to go. Lord, restore our ask. Let us be kids again. Let us be kids again. Hey, let us be kids again. With your heads bowed and eyes closed, if you need to become a Christian and recommit yourself to the Lord in this building or online, on the count of three, I need to move fast because we're out of time. You become a Christian and recommit yourself to the Lord. Or be sure, like Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself, or be sure on three. Hands up in this building, online, do the hand wave emoji, say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. One, two, three, hands up if that's you. Hands up if that's you. Online, do the hand wave emoji, say it's me. Come on, everybody, real quick, pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. You are my Father. You have unlimited supply. Thank you for saving me, for loving me, for protecting me, for keeping me. From this day forward, I'll ask for what I want, and I'll make sure you get the glory. In Jesus' name. You prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord. Scan that QR code at Texas Susan at 877-552-4746. Secondly, some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. You can live in Denver. You can live in Atlanta. You can live in anywhere. Harvest, we're across America, around the world. We'd love for you to be a part of our family. Bishop, how do I know what church I'm supposed to be a part of? It's not the church. It's the shepherd. He calls you to a shepherd. Jeremiah 3.15. I'll give you shepherds, not buildings, not community, not congregation. I'll give you a shepherd. After my own heart, if I'm the shepherd, the voice that God's given to you to speak to you, we'd love for you to be a part of our family. Scan the QR code or text Join Harvest to 877-552-4746. If you came in late, you weren't able to give, I want you to get that ready. Secondly, if you want to sow into this word to seal it, I want you to get that ready. What's coming to you? Double. Y'all got it. I'm going to sow again. I sowed double early. I'm about to sow again. I just got high expectations. I just got high expectations. I said, I just have high expectations. I said, I just have high expectations. Oh, oops. <laughs> Earlier when I thought I'd text to give, I text my mama, listen. <laughs> She's talking about, is that what I'm supposed to sow? Listen. I'm looking like, where's my text to give receipt? 
so funny to me. Let's give it to the Lord in the building and no lie. Whatever you sow, some 50, some 100, some 150, I give you this as a gauge and a guide. But I want everybody to release today. Everybody release today. Say, Father, as I sow, I know that a harvest has been prepared for me. Goodness and mercy, follow me all the days of my life. Everywhere I look, I see at least double. That's the prophetic word. I stand on that. I believe in that. And I can ask for what I want. And you get the glory. I speak debt freedom over my life. No lack in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I attract wealth. I attract resources. I have excellent credit. My business is prosperous. I'm living in Genesis 12. I'm blessed to be a blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.